I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. There are, of course, those who do not want us to speak. Greed, deception, abuse of power, that's no plan. They, they just gatekeep knowledge, you know? They're, they're to total masters of deception. They manipulate everything. You know, these, these pricks at the helm have lied to us. It's... I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. These allegations are false, and I need to go back to work for the American people. They're, they're setting it up for the Great Deception. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it all revolves around the Great Deception. Yeah, right? it, bingo. And L.A. and I talked about that. I said, L.A., is this the Great Deception? And he didn't hesitate. He said, absolutely. I never used to question before, and now I question everything. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. The world needs a wake-up call. Welcome to the Great Deception Podcast. I'm your host, Matt. Thanks for joining me. This is the final full Great Deception Podcast of 2022. What a great year it's been, guys. It's been a roller coaster ride, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Having you along for the ride has been outstanding. Uh, you are some of the best people out there. I thank you for listening. I thank you for your feedback, good and bad. Um, and, and just overall, I'm, I'm very thankful for the show and the platform and to be able to do this. So this is kind of the end of the year show that I want to do just to, it, it's not a deep dive. It's more of a rant style, uh, kind of setting up next year a little bit. And this is kind of a, a mixture of a bunch of different things I've been hearing lately and seeing lately and where I see things going, right? Not necessarily where we want, where we want them to go, where they want them to go. And so guys, I want to start first, newest patron, Jason, welcome aboard my friend. Thank you very much for contributing and uh, hopping on the show. I look forward to talking with you on our uh, Zoom call. We will have the first week in January after the new year. Um, yeah, I'm not going to do anything next week, guys. Uh, I'm going to be down in Connecticut, spending some time with my son and my sister and her family and see my parents and all that fun trauma. Uh, so I'll be at a, at a, at a pocket. I may give you guys, I have an idea for a little bonus episode. It's not so little, it may be a couple hour bonus episode. 
um, that I have, but I haven't decided. It depends how things are going. If if I'm bored and have some late night time to kill, I may bang out one when I'm down there. But this is this is going to be the last one officially. Um, so hey, you want to ha- contribute to the show? You want to join the the patron Zoom calls? Patreon.com slash the Great Deception Podcast. I got three tiers on there: three, five, and eight dollars. Um, anything is appreciated guys. I, uh, I, and what you get, what you get over there is, uh, all the Monday night master debaters videos. I post a lot of books that I'll post stuff on Instagram or that I reference in the show. A lot of older books, um, things like that, uh, interactions with you guys, uh, uh, you know, direct message if you want anytime. And, uh, and, and it's just a good, community of people and and there, we've been introducing other my patrons to each other and found out that some of them are close and now we're having some meetups and that's what this is all about guys building relationships building community not destroying it like what's going on around us not division we want unity we want to come together and and that's what this is all about Okay, this episode is going to be about that bipolar nature of things and the way things are just out of whack. But before we get there, uh, I had a question, my first voicemail on Anchor, uh, from someone asking about the intro songs. Okay, so for the Great Deception podcast, I use, uh, in, in the background, I use Pass the Stars by Ryan Upchurch, guys. And if you aren't listening to Ryan Upchurch, this dude is one of the most talented dudes out there. He does anything from country to hip hop to rock to metal. The kid is so talented, man. And uh, and so church church is one of my favorites. So and the Creek Squad also. I love those guys, man. Good people out there. And then for Monday Night Master Debaters, uh, the newest one I use is All I Know by Five Finger Death Punch uh, in the back. And I was using a Tom McDonald song, I believe, before that. Um, But there you go. So now, reviews, guys. Got a couple reviews. Always nice. So from Spool86, we got five-star review. Amazing show. Really enjoy this show and all the research that goes into it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, Another one from Smiley Island 42. Love it. Five star. Great podcast. And I learn something new every time I listen. Thank you. Some of the best original content out there that is super interesting. Your research is impeccable and I know how time consuming it can be. Keep on keeping on. Thank you very much, Smiley Island. I appreciate it. And we will keep on keeping on. And we plan to grow in 2023. And build, not let them destroy. And uh, last one from, oh, Jesus Christ, Skiberto. I'll give it to you. I don't know. He's using letters and numbers. It messes with my small brain. He put LOL, five star, great times. Thank you very much. We'll call you Skiberto. All right. So that's the administrative piece. Like I said, patrons, we will have our our call on June, uh, January the sixth, I believe. Ooh, a January sixth meetup! How great! That'll be fun. 
Um, and then we will have Monday Night Master Debaters next week. Uh, still, still working on that for the day after Christmas to get you something that week. And uh, and then get us into the New Year's, guys. We are there approaching rapidly. And I can tell because I've watched Home Alone and Home Alone 2 probably about 50 times in the background uh, at my house between myself and my son. It is just basically playing nonstop. Uh, can't get enough of it. So what's wh- what's going on? Why Why the need for this rant? Guys, I feel like we're... Something happened over the last couple of years and people have either A or there's multiple choice here. A, become really dumb. B, become really soft. C, became really soft and really dumb. And we're in a bad spot. And and I see it every day and I, I can't get over this. This idea that we have to explain everything to everyone and that you need more explanation rather than going in looking yourself, you need to explain it to me. I don't understand. No, guys, this is you. We can't spoon feed you all the time. You have to take the first step yourself. Go look, go look it up. Okay. And, and, and guys, I see this in my job. I see this in the school systems. I see this in the grocery store, at the gym. I see it everywhere. People are losing it, I think. And they're becoming dependent, which is bad. Remember the whole, you know, hard men create soft times, soft men create hard times. And that's where we are. We have soft men. Soft people in general. Everybody wants to stay in their bubble. We're in a time where illogical is logical. And logical is illogical in this inverse world. Natural is unnatural. Synthetic is natural now. That's where we are. And I don't like it. Right. And that's why that's one of the reasons why I started this podcast. A, realizing we've been lied to so much. B, uncovering this deception and wanting to share it with others in hopes that they may pick up on it and it may interest them and they may start seeing it and they may use it to benefit their life. Because what got me, guys, and and I've talked about this before is when I was diagnosed with uh, rheumatoid arthritis, you know, at like 38, 37, I don't remember how old I was, but it was less than 10 years ago. And I went through the, I got back into the medical, I hadn't been in the medical system in 20 years. The only time I had gone was for a physical and for, for an elbow surgery in college. Other than that, I never went to the doctor. There was no need. I was fine. I was healthy. Then I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, went into the medical system. Instantly, pharmaceuticals. Well, I had a bad reaction to the pharmaceuticals, severe reaction to the pharmaceuticals. Went to a naturopath, 
didn't really get the results I kind of wanted there. Went back to the doctor again for one more round of good old pharmaceuticals because, ah, you know what? He said it was just a, just that, that concoction didn't mix with me. No, that con those concoctions don't work with anybody. They're synthetic. They're band-aids. They're putting a band-aid on a bullet wound. There's a bigger problem at hand that our medical industry doesn't address. Okay. And this is where I am going to do a plug. And no, I'm not being paid for this, but the NanoFi curcumin that Miss Kelly Fitzgizzle has and and she promotes it and sells it i stand by this stuff guys it is natural it is not synthetic it is i'll tell you what i i was at a breaking point with my arthritis about three months ago september yeah end of end of summer early fall so I reached out to Kelly. I told her I was desperate. And she uh, she came up with a plan to, to try her magic drops. And I was like, Kelly, I'm desperate. I'll try anything at this point. And sure enough, I started. I did them for a month. And I, I, I saw a little bit of improvement, not as much as I had hoped. So I went to her again and she consulted one of her friends and came back and came up with another plan. And we did that for another month. And it was like a switch went off all of a sudden for the first time in months, I woke up with no joint pain, no aches, no pains. And guys, when I'm talking joint, I'm talking so severe. Like if it's in my knee, I can't, I can barely walk. My knee locks up in my shoulder. I can't lift my arm. You know, it's 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 not like minor inconvenience pain. This is this is debilitating pain. I haven't had minor pain since this stuff. So now I'm on month three, full month three, and I couldn't be happier. So I will keep you in the loop. I will put a link in the show notes to Miss Kelly. Um, and guys, I recommend it. I don't recommend much because I don't trust much. But I've used this and I've noticed tangible results. And I'm not one to push stuff on anyone that's not going to work. And for me, this has worked. So I will share it with you all. There's a little Christmas present for you. And on top of that, Miss Kelly is one of the sweetest people out there. And if you have questions, she will gladly answer them. She knows her stuff. She knows what she's doing. And, uh, so another, and again, it's, it's supporting one of our own. So that's my little natural versus pharma, right? Who started the pharma? And we'll get into this later. That was the Rockefeller, right? They had all this extra oil they needed to deal with. Well, guess what? We can put it in other stuff. We can put it, start putting it in products. We can put it in everything, and that's where we are today. It's in everything. So why the need for this podcast? Well, this has kind of been one that's been building over a while. I've heard a couple great podcasts along the way. Um, my my buddies at um, 
Operation Red Pill. Love it. Love what they do over there. They did the Trivium, Quadrivium. They've done Marvel Cinematic Universe. They've done, they just do great work. They just did one on the arc last week. Love it. Um, But they talked about the Trivium and Quadrivium. And these are the, you know, old sciences, social sciences that we don't teach anymore. Okay. And why? That's what we're going to talk about. But what is driving me to this? Guys, I, I'm getting after post after post on Instagram, okay? I'm getting stuff like this, okay? This is a joke, right? It's a Canadian license plate, and it says, V-J-J, okay? Vagina. It's a joke. And the person goes, hi, excuse me, I'm not Canadian. Canadian, what does this mean? Guys, if you don't get it, move along, all right? If it's over your head, just move along or go Google it. All right, the, the, wasting people's time with nonsense like this is ridiculous. Okay? We need to be smarter than this, not dependent on everyone else to just give us things, whether it be answers, whether it be money, whether it be credit scores. Guys, we've got to start being more independent. Got to start using more logic. Got to start understanding the rhetoric that's out there, okay? Because this is where we're at, all right? This is the logic that this is, this would be hate speech nowadays, guys. In some circles, this is hate speech right here. What Mr. Rogers had to say. The way it is with children. Children don't start out one thing and then change into another. No, a girl baby doesn't change into a boy baby. And a boy baby doesn't change into a girl baby. And people don't change into animals. And animals don't change into people. All kinds of things to think about. Like Roger. Okay. <laughs> That's simple, right? You would think that's science, but we've even science has been manipulated. Okay. And we're going to talk about that here in a second, but we got to listen to Mr. Jim Brewer because he's talking about, he's going across a bunch of lines. And this is one of my favorite rants that he's done. Let's give it a minute or two and just listen to it. Was it three weeks ago, the scarf lady from two years ago that would come out on the podium every night like, you know, you got to make sure you get and make sure. I mean, that's the only way to save your life. Is a and then she comes out for the world to see laughing. We knew, quote, we knew, quote, these weren't as effective as we said they were. <laughs> Whoops! I'm sorry, were you not allowed at funeral? I'm sorry, were you banned from your family? Were you not allowed to see your grandchild? Were you not allowed to do anything because we said, Whoops, we do. And no one battered an eyelash. Lives... Was it three weeks ago, the scarf lady from two years ago that would come out on the podium every night? Like, you know, you got to make sure you get 
and make sure. I mean, that's the only way to save your life. Is a and then she comes out for the world to see, laughing. We knew. Quote. We knew. Quote. These weren't as effective as we said they were. <laughs> I'm sorry, were you not allowed at funeral? I'm sorry, were you banned from your family? Were you not allowed to see your grandchild? Were you not allowed to do anything because we said, whoops, we knew. And no one battered an eyelash. Lives, jobs, all of that was lost. Division, still division. There's still some people holding on to that. No, you need 17 shots of my mama. That's why you need to get out of the circus. Or at least know you're in one. Because when things like that happen and people go, hmm, that's when they go, uh, Trump got invaded uh, January 6th. Uh, Pro-abortion. Uh, it's... No, 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 no. I want to talk about what you just said. Did you just say you knew? You knew. Huh. Maybe some of my family will start accepting me again or let me in their house. Or some people start getting their jobs back. So be careful where they're pushing you to stare at and the evil that they're trying to put in you. Last night. Come on, that was silly. That was something out of South Park. He's got red demonic things behind him. It is goofy. It's goofy. I didn't watch it. I see it all over the place right now. My friends were all upset. I said, don't be upset. Don't be upset. It's just a circus. They're trying to scare you. They're trying to divide you. They're trying to get you to hate. Don't hate. Enjoy this weekend. Don't even bring it up. Don't even bring it up. Enjoy life. Find laughter. You don't have to watch Silly in San Diego, but watch something that'll make you laugh. We got to start. You know, if you want to take care of your body, if you want to take care of your body, you start eating better. If you want to take care of your mind, stop watching stuff that make you mad, emotionally pissed, uh, consumes your Energy, energy is real, and controlling your energy, whether you believe it or not, is a real thing. There are great entities trying to control your energy. That is real, whether you believe it or not. People will consume themselves staring at it and just wanting to, to find more hate. See this and that. That's so unhealthy for your life. Think of how much purity and love you have inside you to offer to so many people. Tap into that. Deep program. There it is, right? And and he nails it on so many levels right there, guys. You have to know that you're in a circus. And once you realize that, you you understand that they're lying. And we'll get into this in a minute. They are charlatans. They're gaslighting you. And where is it being done? It's being done in education. It's being done with your food. It's being done with your pharmaceuticals. 
It's being done in sports, music, entertainment. It's being done to your water. It's being done in our sky every day. It's being done on the television, the black mirror, your phone. It's giant deception. It's a giant energy harvest. They are trying to sway you. We are part of a battery, right? This realm is a battery and they need two poles to keep it going. They need the two sides because if we were united, they could not perform what they're performing and what they've been doing because it's illogical. And if we were united, we would see how illogical it was and be able to push back. But since we are divided, since many are in fear, since many have been programmed, have been fed propaganda, there's division. And we've lost logic. And that's a huge thing. It sounds stupid, but yeah, no, we are in illogical speak now is what is makes sense. Nonsense. It, 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 it's a bizarre world. And this right here, okay, this is a clip from a doctor. Listen to this. This is peak idiocracy right here. I think the best example I can say is like the, per the reason we wear masks and the reason I wear masks because the fear is so massive in this country. I wear a mask so people don't think I don't care about them. Okay? But I don't wear a mask because they work. I wear it so people think I care. Not because they work. Because others are scared. So rather than try and ease their fear, we're going to feed into the illogical game that propagates more fear because they see someone with a mask on that reminds them guys do you see how this works okay and we used to have a thing for ages called the scientific method where you would start with an observation or question you would then research that topic you would come up with an educated hypothesis then you would test that hypothesis with experiments. Based on those experiments, we then analyze the data. Based on that data, we report conclusions. And then we can go back and do it again and see if it's repeatable. Now ask yourself, is this how things work nowadays? When they tell you to trust science, we just heard from science right there that he was not doing it based on the data. So he threw the scientific method out. Illogical, that thought, right? Totally illogical. And that's who we're supposed to listen to. Do you, are you starting to see now? Right? Those guys up at the podium that go talk. They cannot be trusted. They are pathological liars. Manipulating. For the almighty dollar. And once we start to see that, then we will start to understand where we are going. Okay? So back then, right? We just talked about it. Now, 
Here's the scientific method now in this little meme. Generate a theory based on government grants. Carefully craft experiments to prove theory is valid. <laughs> Write algorithms to automatically adjust data to meet government expectations. Publish papers while renaming a theory a hypothesis and pretend you used the scientific method. Hide the data and refuse to honor FOIA requests. Pillory real scientists and claim the science is settled. And anytime you hear that, guys, the science is settled. That's not science. Science requires questioning. Now, what is, what is trust science? That is scientism. That is a cult. When you are told to trust something blindly, that is a cult. Whether it is a podcaster giving their historical accounts, whether it is a doctor, okay, uh, someone from NASA maybe, when they say the science is settled, that's bullshit. That's a, that's, a, that's a quip, that's an easy way to try and discredit someone who is questioning science, which is what we are supposed to do. We are supposed to continually question. Now, why are we, are, why are we in the position we are in? Because we have gotten away from science, right? What did Mr. Rogers talk about in the beginning? That was science. But that's now illogical. That's hate speech. Because in this messed up world, there's 18 million different things you can be. All sorts of make-believe names and genders and races and all sorts of stuff. You can be anything you want. Guess what? Not everybody has to play that game because that game is illogical. That game is make-believe. This is reality. Or, you know, at least what we're told is reality. But why are we here? Well, it's because of charlatans. What is a charlatan? It's a person who makes elaborate, fraudulent, and often voluble claims to skill or knowledge, a quack or a fraud. Think about all the people up at the podium now and think about charlatan. One who pretends to knowledge, skill, importance, which does he does not possess. A pretender, a quack, a montabon, an empiric. Synonyms, imposter, cheat, pretender. One who prates much in his own favor and makes unwarrantable pretensions. A quack, an imposter, an empiric, a montabon. This is Dr. Fauci. This is every one of those uh, Hollywood celebrities. This is um, every mus musician that was out there pushing this false narrative. A malicious trickster, a fake person, especially one who deceives for personal profit. There you go. How many podcasters out there? How many YouTubers out there? How many politicians out there? How many doctors out there? How many scientists out there are these people? A lot. A flam Last one, a flamboyant deceiver, one who attracts customers with tricks or jokes. Well, one person that, that I would put in this group is definitely now is Donald Trump, especially with his latest move of these stupid collecting trading cards. And, you know, let's go. This guy is, is one of them. Throw Elon Musk in there. Okay. Throw Joe Biden in there. 
any politician, politicians are all charlatans because they are being paid by the corporations. That's who makes our laws. Not us. We have no say in the laws for the most part. Locally, yes. Federally, no. That's all lobbied. And lobbying, all that is, is legal bribery. But now, okay, so so think legal bribery. Why are our trusted sources that are out there that are pushing information that's supposed to be so important to us, celebrities, musicians, sports stars, Bill Gates, these people are not scientists, but they're pushing science on you. And why are they trusted sources now? Because in this inverted game, We see fame and fortune as knowledge and power when it's not. Fame and fortune is a trick. It can be taken away with the the delete button on a computer in in today's day and age. your, Your wealth can be eliminated instantly. It can be taken away at any moment. Ask some of these celebrities how it goes. Some of these people who make the deal. Ask them how their life is after it. They may have a lot of money. They may have a lot of fame. But they also have a lot of dark secrets. And a lot of demons. And they owe a lot of people things. That's why they're paraded around like monkeys. And why do why do most people listen to them all because they're on tv they're on tv they must know no they don't know they're actors they're playing a role you people are putting your lives in the hands of actors in the hands of celebrities these are not knowledgeable people these are puppets these are pawns when are people going to wake up and start seeing this And tell these celebrities just to shut the fuck up. Nobody cares what they have to say. Their opinion is meaningless. I care about the guy that bags my groceries more at Big Y than I do what Sean Penn has to say about anything. And that's that's where we are. And why does this happen? It happened because they started with our school systems. Right? They, they got into the school system and they had to take hold. And one of the things I saw recently was a, uh, I believe it's either Texas or California wanted to withhold funding from homeschool and, and in fact wanted to make it illegal to homeschool because the state, or, or, well, no, this wasn't it. The state believes that your child is their property. That you do not own your child. That you you are a pair that rents. Your parents to that child. That's their investment, they're telling you. You can't homeschool them. You have to get them indoctrinated in our system. They can't learn things like the trivium and the quadrivium. They can't learn logic and rhetoric. Because rhetoric is only one-sided. That can only be used by them. Not by us. All right, so let's get into this. The trivium. All right, guys, and I recommend Operation Red Pill Podcast. 
Number 33 and number 34. 33 is the trivium. Operation Red Pill number 34 is the quadrivium. My boys over there broke it down phenomenally as they do with everything. Go give it a listen. But what is the trivium? It's the lower division of the seven liberal arts that comprises grammar, logic, and rhetoric. Okay, so let's see. What are these? Oops. Let me go up here, and we're going to go to, okay, what is grammar? Grammar in is the natural language. It's set of structural constraints on speakers or writers' composition of clauses, phrases, and words. The term can also refer to the study of such constraints, a field that includes domains such as phonology, morphology, uh, syntax, okay? Grammar, how to use the words, how to write and speak. Our children are not being taught how to write. They're not even, even being taught cursive. This is part of it. That's part of grammar. It's part of the structure, learning it all, being well-rounded, being able to phonetically understand the words. All right. What's logic? Logic is the study of correct reasoning. It includes both formal and informal logic. Formal logic is a science of deductively valid inferences or of logical truths. It is a formal science investigating how conclusions follow from premises in a topic-neutral way. Right? That's big, guys. And we're going to go to logic right here because logical truths... All right, this is a big, is one of the most fundamental concepts in logic. Broadly speaking, a logical truth is a statement which is true regardless of the truth or faircity of its constituent propositions. Okay, it is standalone. Now let's go to rhetoric. Rhetoric is the art of persuasion, along with grammar and logic, is one of the three ancient arts of discourse. Rhetoric aims to study the techniques writers or speakers utilize to inform, persuade, or motivate particular audiences in specific situations. Okay, this is what politicians use. This is what the media uses. This is what the World Economic Forum uses. This is what the Anti-Defamation League uses. This is what groups like PETA use. They use rhetoric, words. They repeat things over and over again until they sink in on you. And that's, you know, guys, I mean, it, it's one of those. the Okay, rhetoric, the art or study of using language effectively and persuasively. A treaty or book discussing this art, skill in using language effectively and persuasively. That's the key, is how to use words to persuade people. That's all they're doing. They're trying to sell you on something. Do you buy it or do you not? Right? Reading was the enemy. 
You were called a conspiracy theorist if you went and researched for yourself and presented logical information that went against their rhetoric. You were shunned. People lost their job, lost their livelihoods because of this. So now let's take a look at the quadrivium. Okay. It means it's the, um, the quadrivium was a grouping of four subjects or arts, arithmetic, geometry, music, and astronomy that formed the second curricular stage following the preparatory work in the trivium consisting of grammar, logic, and rhetoric. Together, the trivium and the quadrivium comprised the seven liberal arts and formed the basis of liberal arts education in Western society until gradually displaced as a curricular structure by uh, Studia Humanitas and its later offshoots, beginning with Petrarch in the 14th century. The seven classical arts were considered thinking skills and were distinguished from practical arts such as medicine and architecture. Okay, so let's look at this. What's arithmetic? Arithmetic is an elementary part of mathematics that consists of the study of the properties of traditional operation on numbers, addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, exponential, and extraction of roots. All right. Now, what do we have being taught today to our kids? Common core math, which breaks up the natural arithmetics sequence. It goes against the natural way of doing math. Again, a perversion of one of the natural liberal arts here. So now we go to geometry. Geometry is concerned with the properties of space, such as the distance, shape, size, and relative position of figures. This is going to be big in next year for us when we get into sacred geometry, because just about everything in this realm, I, I would say just about everything in this realm is comprised of sacred geometry, natural and unnatural. And, you know, one of the ways you can tell is take some psychedelics, take a little, little, little dab of mushrooms and go outside and look and see the shapes that you see. Natural patterns, harmonic. Okay, let's get into music. Music is generally defined as the art of arranging sound to create some combination of form, harmony, melody, rhythm, or otherwise expressive content. Okay, and it, it, it varies greatly around the world. And then the last is astronomy, is the natural science that studies celestial objects and phenomena. It uses mathematics, physics, and chemistry in order to explain their origin and evolution. Objects of interest include planets, moons, stars, nebula, galaxies, and comets. Okay, the sky. 
right? Studying the sky clock. Guys, there's a map above us that tells so much about this realm. And we're so disconnected from it. And, and why, okay, why do I get, why do I go on about that? Well, because we have buildings like these, guys. We have some of these old world cathedrals and buildings that just don't make sense. Today, they don't make sense. But look at, these are all natural formations, okay? And let me back out here and we'll get you we'll get you some more of these. Uh, let's see, what do we got? We can go, let's go old, old school Boston. Okay, oh, no, wrong one. Let's go back, go back, go back. All right, let's go to, uh, sorry, I should have had this pulled up. I thought I did. We'll go back. I don't even have some of the old ones, but all right, let's go to the Lincoln Memorial. All right, we'll look at the construction of that. That's an interesting one. All right. Now, some would say this was here already. And they're just reapplying to it. And and I wouldn't argue that, guys. And what I'm reading now is I'm getting back into some old books on ancient America. And the history and how the the significant role the Tartars and the Scythians and the Moors and the Malay and the Dutch and the Norse, you know, the Normans played in this country well before Columbus. And guess what? There was people well before them. The mound builders who were very civilized, they were very advanced. Okay. And what we have to understand is okay, now what I'm gonna say here is what I what I tend am tending to believe is that the old world, these buildings were possible back then. Because their skill set and their lives were closer to nature, closer to being basic. Now, granted, this is a bad example. This is from the 19th, you know, 19th century here. But I'm talking about just the idea, the concept. Okay, so take the Parthenon rather than, than this here. Old Greek structures. These people were builders. They had a knowledge that we don't have today. Now, could that just be natural sciences? Yes. It could be very simple that they had a natural way of doing things that we do not have currently. And that's a very logical explanation. Because I feel like the older folks, they weren't so much better than us. They were led better than us. We are led to regress. We are led to be sick, to be diseased. They needed these people to, to, to foster the land, to keep this thing working in harmony together. Now, were there battles? 
Were there quarrels? Yes, you're going to have that whenever you have multiples. But you didn't have the darkness from top to bottom that we have today. Our system is set up to enslave people, to make them sick, and to keep them in the system. If you try and get out of the system and be healthy, you they will suck you right back in and say, no, 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 you're, you're going to go in one of our penal systems and we'll make sure. We make the, make sure that you get uh, sick. We can't have you know people out managing outside the system, living outside of our prison. No way. We're going to pull you back in. And we've had warnings, guys. We've had warnings about this destruction and imminent danger coming for years. Now, why do I think these people were different? Well, I think they were inquisitive. I think they were investigatory. Where I think many today are all knowing. Or, you know, believe they are. Ego gets in the way. Money gets in the way. Look at that fraud, Farad Zawas over in Egypt. That guy's the biggest con artist ever. Hiding history. That's all he is. He's a gatekeeper. He's a scumbag. And it's one of those where he is not all-knowing, but he claims to be. And he's feeding us a lot of BS, hiding a lot of the truth from the public. And that's what they do. Because, guys, if we understood what we were capable of outside of their system, that we don't need their system. Now, it would take a very, very long time to dismantle the system in a way that it doesn't just crash and burn and there's a period of severe, severe violence, you know, just bad times, dark times. But People people have to get outside of it because I, I feel like it's an octopus. And Charlie Robinson talks about the octopus of global control. And I agree with that. These people have their tentacles and they're just strangling us, keeping us wrapped up in these tentacles. And you can get out in certain ways, but they keep trying to pull people back in. And those that are of the weaker mind, those that don't have the time to invest in doing their own research, don't have the ability, the bandwidth, so to speak. They go along with the flow. And that's not good because the flow is leading us to the grave painfully and prematurely. Guys, we're all going to die, right? It's the one truth in life. Nobody gets out alive. Now, they want to change that. That's how crazy these people are. These parasites, inheritors, black cats, whatever you want to call them. The demons that are playing the puppet masters of this realm. 
they want to play God. And that is a very, very dangerous slope because we've seen where that's gone before. Now, we are going to go and I'm going to give you a little clip here because this is what we're, this is what we got to fear for, guys. This is what they're planning. Introducing Ectolife, the world's first artificial womb facility powered entirely by renewable energy. Ectolife allows infertile couple to conceive a baby and become the true biological parents of their own offspring. It's a perfect solution for women who had their uterus surgically removed due to cancer or other complications. With Ectolife, premature births and C-sections will be a thing of the past. Ectolife is designed to help countries that are suffering from severe population decline, including Japan, Bulgaria, South Korea, and many others. The facility features 75 highly equipped labs. Each state-of-the-art lab can accommodate up to 400 growth pods or artificial wombs. Every pod is designed to replicate the exact conditions that exist inside the mother's uterus. A single building can incubate up to 30,000 lab-grown babies per year. 30,000. Life allows your baby to develop in an infection-free environment. The pod allows your baby. So they're still claiming it's yours, but they're going to raise it. They're made of materials that prevent germs from sticking to their surfaces. Every growth pod features sensors that can monitor your baby's vital signs, including heartbeat, temperature, blood pressure, breathing rate, and oxygen saturation. And could put frequency. The artificial intelligence-based system also monitors the physical features of your baby and reports any potential genetic abnormalities. The pods are equipped with a screen that displays real-time data on the developmental progress of your baby. These data are sent directly to your phone so you can track your baby's health from the comfort of your zone. The app all Whoa, 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 Did you hear that? What'd they just say? The app can track your baby's health from the comfort of your zone. From the comfort of your zone. We're going to live in zones. We're going to have babies in pods. Guys, does this sound natural at all? At all? There's nothing natural about this. This is this is just evil. Okay? Humans have become diseased. Unease. That's all disease is. It's unease, disease in your body. Now, what is causing the disease? Is it the food you're eating? Is it the stress you're under? Is it your lifestyle choices? Is it your environment? There's multiple factors that you have to look at and getting the answer in a pill is not it. But that's what they want you to think. Why? Because of our education system. It's been set up this way. All right. And this little video right here explains it. We'll take a couple minutes, a minute or two here.
Listen to this. School is an 18-year forced government training program that sterilizes the potential for brilliance in children. Those who actually survive schooling and survive conformity and continue on to think for themselves truly are a rare breed. All children start out as curious, highly experimental minds, and then one day they're sent to school. Mandatory schooling has never consisted of anything but the memorization of monotonous dead facts and training children to master repetitious behavior. For the greater part of their day, everything the child says must match the interest of their school teachers. Their behavior must coincide with a set policy and a set regulation. They cannot use the bathrooms without permission. If they wish to speak, they must raise their hands. And after every hour or so, a bell rings and everyone must move to it. It couldn't be any more slave-like. And this type of training becomes a ritual for the child. It becomes the plot background for their television shows and books or the ideology taught to them by a teacher or a parent. An entire monoculture is being developed here, stripping children of their power to cause trouble for the state at an early age, training them to be good servants of the politically correct. Their environment is much like a prison by the population lacking any ability to check the authority of the warden. The process becomes a matter of rubber stamping. They have no control over their entire lives, which is directly related to youth violence, because the only control they have is between each other. Mandatory schooling produces children who are either terrified of the tyranny of others or have been raised to perpetually exploit the conditions of others. It's just like the prison system, forced cohabitation. The child's presence in certain buildings and their engagement in state-regulated behavior is under penalty of imprisonment. An entire army of truancy officers have been hired to make sure that no child is on the other side of the bars. At the end of 18 years of coercive state authority, the child is released into the world. It's like the end of an 18-year prison sentence. Now that you're trained to do as you're told, now you can be free. And the produce of these schools, or the state-controlled manufacturing operation, is a society willing to submit, to obey, and to listen. Forced behavior, which technically amounts to a type of slavery, will only inculcate a mindset of fear and terror. You need to be somewhere at a set time, either at the orders of an authority or a bell. Everyone in one mass shifts to another position or another place to engage in a new activity. Alright, we're good there. So you get it, right? That's what I'm trying... And how did we get here? Well... None other than Mr. John D. Rockefeller, who said, I don't want a nation of thinkers. I want a nation of workers. This is the same man who created the Rockefeller Education. He, well, he created the General Education Board. Okay. In 1902, he donated $129 million to the General Education Board for major funding for schools across the nation and was very influential in shaping the current school system. During the years 1880 to 1925, Rockefeller believed the best education for poor youth was vocational, presumably so that they would maintain occupations in their adult lives. So they would be cogs in the wheel. Okay, he, why did he create it? Its board charter was to sponsor and support aid to education in the United States, quote unquote, without distinction of race, sex, or creed. The influential figure in the creation and scope of the Geb was uh, Frederick T., Okay, 
and, and we just said that John D. Rockefeller said, I don't want a nation of thinkers. I want a nation of workers. And he teamed with Horace Mann, created the modern education system, right? That's based on the Prussian education system. All available to all children, free of charge, and funded by the state. That's not true. It's not free of charge. Nothing is free of charge. If it's funded by the state, the state doesn't have any money. Where does the state get their money? From our tax dollars. And from people like Bill Gates, John Rockefeller. Okay, the same guy who created Standard Oil created our education system. Why? Because he saw a chance to control and produce one to benefit the other. All right? So what did he do? He went around and he controlled 90% of all petroleum refineries in America through the ownership of Standard Oil Corporation, which later was split up because it was a monopoly into Mobil, Chevron, and Exxon. Concurrently, in around 1900, the science world was getting excited about new petrochemicals and the ability to create a variety of new compounds from oil. Some of the first products derived from petrochemicals were plastics, uh, but organic chemists knew that oil had the potential to create far more than plastic toys. So in 1935, vitamin C became the first vitamin to be artificially synthesized in Switzerland. Rockefeller was smart enough to see this as a big opportunity with the possibility that vitamins and medications could be developed from petroleum. He saw the chance to control and monopolize multiple industries at once, petroleum, chemical, and medical. And of course, petrochemicals were ideal from a business perspective because they could be patented, owned, and sold for high profits. Nowhere in there does it say, make the patient healthy. It's because they could be patented, owned, and sold for high profits. But there was a big problem with Rockefeller's plan. Natural and herbal medicines were very popular in America during the 1900s. Almost one half of medical colleges and doctors in America were practicing holistic or natural medicine, using extensive knowledge from Europe and North Am- or Native American traditions, which both heavily relied on the land, the natural way of life, before the robber barons and this industrial revolution got a hold of this realm and flipped it into the inversion that we're in now. Rockefeller knew that to get total control of the medical industry, he would have to expunge the competition. Same thing he did in business. Rockefeller's first move was to use his vast wealth to purchase part of the German pharmaceutical company, IG Farben. Go back to my Operation Paperclip and you will see IG Farben is all over the Nazis. Go back to my Jim Mars episodes, you will see it's loaded with IG Farben. Nazi related. Rockefeller's in bed with the Nazis here. Now that he controlled the drug manufacturing, a Nazi drug manufacturing company, he could move forward with his plan to eliminate the competition. 
In the early 1900s, there were a variety of doctors and healing modalities in America. Some of the medical specialties included chiropractic, naturopathic, um, I lost my spot, uh, homeopathy, holistic medicine, and herbal medicine. To eliminate the competition, Rockefeller uh, hired a contractor named Abraham Flexner. I guarantee you that's not his real name. Most likely Abraham Rubenstein. To submit a report to Congress in 1910. This report concluded that there were too many doctors and medical schools in America. And that all the natural healing modalities which had existed for hundreds of years were unscientific quackery. Do you see this now? They they call you crazy. It's the same thing they've done over the past few years to anyone who does any research that goes against the narrative. Unscientific quackery. The report called for the standardization of medical education, whereby only the AMA, American Medical Association, would be allowed to grant medical school licensure in the U.S., So there you go. They just bought and created this board to say the only way you can become a doctor is if you go through our indoctrination, which is going to be petrochemical based. Certainly, Flexner's report did have some valid points, but unfortunately, the motives for the report were entirely driven by Rockefeller's desire for complete control of the medical system. Based on the report, Congress acted on Flexer's recommendations and changed laws related to medical practice. Incredibly, allopathic medicine became the standard modality, even though at its time, its main treatment methods were bloodletting, surgery, um, and injection of toxic heavy metals like lead and mercury to supposedly displace disease. So rather than the naturopathic way, they were now bloodletting and injecting the body with heavy metals, which they still do today once a year. If you get a little boop boop and get your boosted boop boop with the new laws in place, Rockefeller teamed up with another parasite, Andrew Carnegie, and started funding medical schools all over America on the strict condition that they only taught allopathic medicine through the power of their huge grants, aka bribes. Uh, this powerful team systematically dismantled the previous curricula of these medical schools, removing any mention of the healing power of herbs or natural treatments. Teachings on diet and other natural non drug treatments were also completely removed from medical programs. That's why. Go ask your doctor. All he'll, all most doctors will recommend is a prescription. Why? It's twofold. One, they obviously get a kickback. But two, that's all they know. That's all they've been taught. And I feel for these doctors because they have to keep their, I mean, they have to keep their license. But I mean, these guys, some of them truly believe the propaganda. That's how indoctrinated they are. They believe what Fauci was telling them, even when he flip-flopped on himself. They believe this shit, guys. 
Truly, they believe they're helping. And that's part of the problem because they've been indoctrinated. Okay, there's a great article here called The Ugly Truth About the Education System You Were Never Told. And I just love the Albert Einstein quote right here. Education is not the learning of facts, but the training of minds to think. Today's school system is based on the learning of facts, not the training of minds to think. Rockefeller said it right here. I do not want a nation of thinkers. I want a nation of workers. What does it say right here? Education is not the learning of facts, but the training of minds to think. Thinkers. And so this, I'll leave a link in the show notes, but this is a great article going over all of this. Now, guys, we've had warnings about all this shit. Robert Welch, G. Edward Griffin, Yuri Bezmenov, Ted Kaczynski, all these guys warned us about this system, about this industrial system that we're in, about this materialistic system. About this, it's turned into collectivism now. If you have to be part of the group. Groupthink. You're corporate slaves. You're in an abusive relationship and don't even realize it. Now, I'm all for solutions too. So here's what we're going to talk about going forward. Now that we've exposed that they want you in this synthetic world, and we've seen it time and time again. We I talked about in the beginning, education, synthetic. Food, synthetic, 90%, 90 to 95% of your groceries were not in the grocery store 100 years ago. That's not food. It's not real food, guys. I hate to break it to you. Pharmaceuticals, synthetic. Sports, music, and entertainment these days, synthetic. The majority of it is not natural. Your water, contaminated loaded with stuff so how do we get out of this well guys we are on a magical realm what can we do go outside barefoot it's called grounding Grounding, also called earthing, is a therapeutic technique that involves doing activities that ground or electrically reconnect you to the earth. This practice relies on earthing science and grounding physics to learn how to explain the electrical charges from earth can have some positive effects on your body. The type of grounding therapy isn't entirely the same as the technique used in mental health treatment. Okay, but go outside. It's a, we are in an energetic realm. This place is full of energy, but what? We have rubber soles on our shoes. Why? It disconnects us from the earth, the earth's energy. Go out barefoot, connect with the earth. You think I'm full of shit? Okay. Well, how did the Mesoamericans hundreds of years ago happen to know the magnetic spots on earth how they built on these magnetic spots and they built 
significant structures. Okay, it says all the rocks contain magnetic materials or minerals. If you go outside and pick up any random rock, it is magnetic. It is just very, very weakly magnetic. These rocks are basalts from the highlands of Guatemala, and they happen to contain quite a bit of magnetite as well as magnetic minerals. Okay, they built these massive, massive things. You know, these are all... Now, the other thing, crystals, right? What do they say here? In the old world, there was some documentation of magnetism in the Greek world by the 6th century BC. And the first usable compass wasn't until centuries later in China. To me, what's really interesting is that this is a completely independent discovery. There's a perception that the old world is uh, the advanced world and transferred all this knowledge to the new one. But we are realizing that they knew a lot. And I think this is one more piece of evidence for that. And, and that's what I, what did I say before? I think that, the, you know, all, let's see, all of these amazing structures that they built in the old world, right? We, we, we go back and we start looking at, um, you know, any, the old world arch, right? Look at these things, guys. Oh, I lost it. Look at this. These are massive. Yes. They were built likely by people. But these people had a natural knowledge. They were connected to this realm. They were not in a um, consumer-based mindset. Listen to where we've gone to today. Okay, this is George Bush, and this is 20 years ago, guys. Think about how much this has escalated since then. Listen to this. A lot of our allies in Europe do a lot of business with Iran, so I wonder what your thoughts are about how you further tighten the financial pressure on Iran in particular, if it also means economic pain for a lot of our allies. It's an interesting question. Um, one of the problems, not specifically on this issue, just in general, that... Uh, that um, uh, let's put it this way, money trumps um, peace sometimes. <laughs> In other words, commercial interests are very powerful interests throughout the world. And part of the issue in convincing people to put sanctions on a specific country is to convince them that it's in the world's interest that they forego their own financial interests. Money trumps peace sometimes. That's where we are, guys. We are in a Babylonian death cult where money is more valuable than peace. Think about that. Money is more valuable than human life to these parasites. And that's why you have to understand you're in a battery. Don't let them steal your energy for this shit. Pull out. Okay? Understand what's going on, but don't allow them to steal your energy. That's why I don't turn on CNN anymore. It, make, it literally was making me angry 
watching them lie. I would turn on Fox News and the lie would be on the other side. Couldn't even stomach MSNBC. Get the hell out of here with that shit. That's just pure trash. But once I got out of that, now, can I still stay informed? Yeah. I get my news from alternative sources, reliable alternative sources, verifiable alternative sources. And when I get the news from them, I don't just go and parrot it around. I'll research it. I'll share it, ask others for their input, what they, they've learned on it, and then form an opinion. But everyone nowadays just wants to take whatever they find out there on the internet as true and run with it. Guys, and you're in for a fucking rude awakening here in the near future. Especially all those people that make their living off posting pictures, old world pictures specifically. Because with this new AI shit, there is no way to tell what is an AI-generated picture and what is a real picture. There's a whole slew of Antarctica fakes going around right now. Oh, the people had never seen... I I had never seen them before. Yeah, you know why? Because they're AI-generated. There's a reason why new pictures are all of a sudden coming out that no one's ever seen before. And they're not coming from a book. They're coming from the internet. They're fake. Why? Because they can. They're going to get us to look as crazy as possible because people refuse to do their research and verify what they're claiming. And they fall for charlatans. They fall for the newest fad. They got to be on that wave. I got to be on the right. And that's what you're worried about. Rather than being on the side of truth, you want to be on the popular side. The side that gets the most clicks. You get the more likes. You have a ton of followers, but you're full of shit. And the truth is going to come to the surface eventually. And that's why I, I have no fears. I'm a pretty open book here. I got nothing really to hide. Ask and I'll tell. And I'm not in this for fame and fortune. I'm in this to meet some cool people and to learn myself because, damn, man, I'm what? Probably uh, 100. 20 some 130 episodes into the podcast between master debaters and this. And I have more questions now than I had when I started the show. Every time I start researching a topic, I, I have more questions about everything in general. And it's because we haven't been given reality. We've been given a narrative. We've been given his story. And let's go. We're going to end on, well, let's talk about this first before. So let's get back to logic. Okay. And this is one thing that really bothers me because it's illogical. Okay. And that's the term anti-Semitic. Let's look at the definition of a Semite. 
A Semite is a member of any number of peoples of ancient southwestern Asia, including the Akkadians, Phoenicians, Hebrews, and Arabs. Let's repeat that. Akkadians, Phoenicians, Hebrews, and Arabs. A descendant of these people. A member of a modern people speaking a Semitic language. Well, what's Semitic? Semitic is of, relating to, or constituting a subfamily of Afro-Asiatic language family that includes Hebrew, Aramaic, Arabic, and Homeric. Of or relating to characteristics of the Semites. And then three, the most recent one, they added in Jewish. Semitic noun, any or all of the Semitic languages. Okay, now why is Jewish specifically called out as number three? Because we are told it's Akkadians, Phoenicians, Hebrews, and Arabs. Why was Jewish added to it? And it's interesting because then we go to the word, term anti-Semitic, and that is of or relating to characterized by anti-Semitism, which would be being against a member of any number of peoples of ancient Southwestern Asia, including the Akkadians, Phoenicians, Hebrews, and Arabs. But this definition goes on to say, feeling or showing hostility toward a discrimination against Jews as a cultural racial, or ethnic group. What about the Akkadians? What about the Phoenicians? What about the Arabs? Guys, do you see what they've done here? It's a bubble. It's a safety net. So that you cannot blame these people for the things that they have done. Because if you do, you will be labeled this. And where did this word come from? Anti-plus-Semitic after German anti-Semitish. First known use, 1854. Mm. So we had Jews for thousands of years, and this wasn't a term, until 1854. What started happening in 1854? Go back to my 6 million episode that I did earlier this year. And you'll find out what started happening in 1854. It says the first known use of anti-Semitic was in 1854. Well, guess what, guys? That just so happens to be around the time when they wanted to create the state of Israel. And what did they do for the next hundred years? It was a constant push with one group being labeled as victims and being threatened with massacre over and over again. And there was going to be 6 million of them that would be killed. And sure enough, I mean, it even said in my research that there were 6 million Russians killed. But we're, we're focused on the other 6 million. What about the Armenians? 
it's okay to talk bad about the Armenians, to ignore that genocide. And, and that's part of what I, why I stay in the old world. Because where we are today is a nut house. It's an insane asylum. It's a total <laughs> inversion of reality. And I don't want to play. I don't want to play their fuck fuck games. Pardon my French. But I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the stupid games. I'm not playing the pronoun game. I'm not doing this stuff, guys. It's not logical. I'm not putting in uh, experimental substances in my body to save someone else. Does that make any sense? To, to make sure someone else is safe, you do something that could be detrimental to your health? Guys, this is the logic we have to push back against. So what are we gonna what are we gonna start looking at here? Well, what we're gonna start looking at here in the near future is some fun stuff. We're gonna get into we're going into old world, right? We're gonna go into the free energy. We're gonna go into um we got free energy we have uh frequency right i want to get into frequency and cymatics and things like that okay the electric universe that matthew smith and i have been talking about i want to talk about sacred geometry i want to get into how these things were used in the old world and how if we could get them back we could be more at peace in this realm more at harmony i should say not peace because peace is a big thing harmony and if we can harmonize at an individual level that can manifest on a larger level we're going to look at some ley lines we look at motherboard earth and bells. Okay, guys, that ties in with cymatics. It ties in with frequencies. Why the need to destroy all the bells? That's a huge question I have. And I don't have an answer to it. They were melted down and used for the war machine. So something that in all likelihood was probably used for healing people and, and and beneficial to people was then used for their death and destruction not only of them but of the infrastructure itself all the old buildings and we're going to look at this narrative right where between 1870 and 1900 there was just an explosion of buildings but all these buildings only lasted, and, and we're talking buildings like the ones behind me, but supposedly permanent, last in a decade, maybe 20 years, and then they tear it down. It just, it, it doesn't make sense. It's like I've been, I've been looking deeper into the Chicago Fair Shocker. Um, I, that will be my never-ending rabbit hole. I will not stop researching the Chicago Fair until the day I die. It's just the most fascinating story ever. And it goes across so many lines and so many layers. But when I was 
let me see if I can find the quote I was talking about the other day, but because I, I was looking at this and they were, um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it right now, guys. Yeah. But just the way that the fair was being constructed and, and some of the things they were doing and what they wanted to show you. And it was basically a giant show. It was a spectacle. It was an indoctrination camp. And because they had to sell you on the new way. They had to get rid of the old way. As we saw with naturopathic medicine. It's that easy, guys. And for anyone that thinks, oh, well, you know, how do they do this? It, it doesn't take much. It takes a couple powerful people. And the will to push forward and the unwillingness of the population to push back. And before you know it, we are where we are. So I want to get back to the old world. I want to get back to the peace. Okay. And, and because we've seen these people want to play God. That's the role. They want us to, they want to live forever. I don't, I sure as hell don't. I will not take anything that puts me in any possibility of living forever. That sounds like torture and it's unnatural. And, and even, uh, I, I know Ryan's mentioned it a few times, our buddy Colorado Dank talks about it, that the Bible mentions that, you know, you'll, you'll beg for death and it won't come. And that's, the hell that you're forced to live in and this whole transhumanism movement this whole um you know mrna ge uh, generation they want brain chips guys this is all stuff we can do without science you don't think we could talk you don't think Telepathy, uh, telepathy is a real thing. Now, what's real? They just want to give you a synthetic version of it. Again, going back to what they want to control everything. I mean, Christ, I, I, uh, in in the the rental house here, I was working on the, uh, and they got one of those fucking Nest thermostats, which I hate. But it asks if, uh, you know, will you allow it to? track your phone so that it knows when you're in the house and when you're not. And I was like, hell no, my thermostat is trying to track my progress now. Guys, that's how far it goes. They want to control your every move or at least be able to restrict your movement because then it makes you easier to control. When you can't congregate, think about what they did in 2020. The first thing they shut down, churches, bars. Why? Those are the places that people went to congregate and talk that would have caused issues to the parasites. But they left the synagogues and the the uh, what are the the Muslim mosques open. They didn't pay attention. They kept doing their thing. But Christianity bent over and took one for the team. Or Catholicism, whatever you want to say. Doesn't matter. It's all the same demons, parasites.
But we're going to go out on a high note because frequency. All right. We know the benefits of frequency. I can speak firsthand to it. I used it early on with my RA therapy. I was using different frequencies, healing frequencies at night, and it made a difference. So guys, there's something to this. This is a magical realm. Like we talked about, there is constant energy. We are just energy. It's all we are in these flesh meat suits. But what we're going to do is we're going to find out how did these old world people, how are they closer? What was the difference? Was it a dollar and cents thing? Or was it a humanity thing? Was it an education thing? Was it a cultural, societal thing? And I think we're going to be surprised at what we find. Other than the fact that what I've said to you today. It's an intentional work. Intentional deception. By the parasites. But we're going to beat them. Why? Because God wins. It's very simple. The creator always wins. It's his game. We are his creation. So the rules are set by him. And when you go against it, we've seen time and time again in history, he will act with a vengeance. When you go against his creation, the natural creation, the natural way of life. And we are we are dipping our toes into the deep end and about to just jump in, no life jacket. Don't even know how to swim. Incubator babies, right? From your the comfort of your zone. Come into a town near you. All right, that's enough of that. Because we are living in the natural world. Get your crystals. Meditate. Say your prayers. Ground. Eat healthy. Drink good water. Be thankful. Be grateful. For the blessings that we do have. Because we are. We are blessed to be here at this time. As crazy as it is, you were put here for a reason. Now it's our job to find out what is our reason in this journey. I know I wake up every day hoping I'm a step closer to it. Finding out what am I supposed to be doing here? What is my purpose? What is my journey? And everyone's different, guys. Some are in this for a long haul. Some of us are in for the short haul. But we have to love First and foremost. And once we get into that state and we start spreading it around, you'll start to see a noticeable difference around you. And it's tough now. I'm not going to lie. It's winter. That that seasonal depression likes to creep in, especially if you're in the cold areas in the winter. I know how that is, man. That cold will beat your mind up worse than your body. Isolation, cold, dark. But we'll get through it. Spring will come back. Grass will start growing. Birds will start chirping. Flowers come out. And we're good to go. But we got to get through Christmas first. So, like Jim Brewer said, just know that you're in the circus. Enjoy life. 
find laughter, enjoy time with your family. I'm looking forward to this week, next week, man. I can't wait to have a week with my son, get to hang out with my sister and my niece, my brother-in-law, see mom and pops real quick and just spend time with my boy and, uh, and get out of the madness, feel the love, enjoy it, you know, because this shit, it's, it's fake. A lot of it. It's materialistic. We don't get to take any of the shit with us, guys, when we go. It's just possessions and materials. So don't get wrapped up in it. And especially with dollars and cents. I know I'm I'm guilty of it too, man. Especially during the holidays. You start looking at your bills and you're like, oh, Christmas. And here comes the heating bill. And I got to get pellets for the stove. And, you know, oh, my my car tax and my excise tax and house property taxes and it's like you can get you can get wrapped up in that shit don't let it eat you man life is about so much more than dollars and cents and so much more than our job and all that shit it's 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 so much more beautiful we just got to get out of that that mindset and we're getting there and we're going to go dive into the old world a little bit and look at the beauty, look at the structure, look at the the geometry of it, the balance, the beauty, the harmony. And hopefully, if enough of us start getting into this, we can sway the pendulum back that way and get out of this very twisted bizarre matrixy system that we're in right now but guys that's enough for tonight i thank you for tuning in i want you all to know and wish you all a blessed holiday season i send my best from here in the communist republic of massachusetts to you all um especially all my patrons all my listeners i i, I really do i i respect all of you um, I appreciate your support. I wouldn't be doing the show without you guys. I wouldn't, otherwise I'd be talking to myself and that'd be like every other day. So thank you guys. You make this worthwhile. You make all the, the long nights and hours spent reading and putting together presentations and stuff worth it because you enjoy it. And I see that it helps other people too sometimes. And that's what it's all about, guys. Let's help each other. You see somebody struggling, lend him a hand. You see a homeless guy, give him five bucks and offer him a hug, man. You know, I mean, or 20 bucks, whatever it is, just whatever you got. I did did it the other day, man. It felt fucking great. Just, you know, I was like, hey, man, I'm like, can I buy you lunch? And he's like, ah, just somebody just gave me a sandwich. And he had a sandwich in his hand. And I was like, all right, man, let me give you 20 bucks. And I'm like, I'm like, I went to give him a high five and he we just pulled in and gave the dude a hug, man. Felt great. I don't know the guy, probably won't see him ever again. But man, just a little bit of humanity goes a long way. So Christmas cheer, guys. I wish you all the best. Happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. We will be doing a Monday night master debaters on Kwanzaa. Oh yeah festive are we guys i love you all stay strong and question 
everything. Their whole purpose throughout history has been to teach a small number of people how to become adept at controlling everyone else. Their goal is to destroy all existing religions, save theirs, all existing governments, save theirs, and shackle the mob in a system of eternal oppressive debt chained to a computer for the rest of their life in a propagandized world to make them believe that they are happy in this system. Now do you think they're succeeding? Yes, Haven't I described to you just now exactly what is going on in the world today? Yes, they're succeeding. They're succeeding because the American people don't understand their enemy. They don't even know what's happening. There's a method to their madness. There's really not...